This is Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you overcome perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson. I'm a life coach in Portland, Oregon, and I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about letting holidays be easy. right after Thanksgiving so I have to ask I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving I had an excellent Thanksgiving good me too it was yeah you did oh always (laughs) I love Thanksgiving (laughs) and I don't cook so yeah so it's always nice (laughs) yeah that makes it um, much more pleasant yeah I um, cooked for 36 this year but we'll get to that in a little bit that sounds very impressive. <laughs> it was. It wasn't that impressive, but it was. Um, it was a, a good way to celebrate. Good. Um, but so let's talk about holidays. And so, when people are listening to this, we'll be at the beginning of December, mm-hmm. and I think it'll be the middle of Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Christmas will be coming up. Um, And we wanted to share some ideas to help people uh, have less stress and and enjoy the holiday season more. And your favorite mantra, let it be easy. That's right. It it can be such a stressful time for so many people. I see that in my clients. And um, I always feel like... Anything we can do to make it less stressful makes it, obviously, a lot more enjoyable. Right. Right. Well, so what kind of things come up with your clients? Like, how do they get, um, what are the things that they're doing that are stressing them out? Well, it seems like there's all sorts of shoulds, right? I should have a tree, or I should have three trees, or I should have a big dinner, and, oh, I should declutter the... Uh, Christmas decorations um, and so they the lists of, of things that they are stressing out about typically is long I mean there are just so many things that people do for the holidays like tipping or not, tipping people or bringing gifts to their kids teachers um, or throwing a holiday party that um, when you add them up they're just so much work and I always encourage people to consider that they don't have to do everything um, and that pick the things that they enjoy doing most and perhaps letting it um, letting it stop there. But it's easy, all easy for me to say because I don't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I don't do any of it. All I do is send out holiday cards, which I love doing. Um, so it's um, uh, from the outside looking in, it seems like most people could take it easier than they do. Yeah. Well, so you grew up celebrating Christmas. Um, was it difficult when you stopped doing that? Just out of curiosity? I mean, like, was it, you were just like, (laughs) woohoo! Yeah, my husband's Jewish, and and he doesn't enjoy Christmas at all. So, um, 
he suggested, I think he suggested that we not celebrate it, I guess. I have this, I'm just remembering that 30 some odd years ago, I put some Christmas lights on a lamp, I think. Oh. <laughs> um, and that was sort of the end of it. Uh, so no, it doesn't, because I um, like the ease of not celebrating Christmas. One year yeah. we had a tree, um, and that was a lot of work. Uh, getting it out was a lot of work. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, no. Uh, it works nicely for us. And as I say, I, I do send out holiday cards, and I do give gifts to my family members. So I have a, a little bit, but there's absolutely no decoration, decorating that happens. Oh, that does, that is like basically the big um, stress I think that so many people feel is like all the extra stuff mm-hmm. that feels like part of, that you have to do for Christmas. Right, the decorating. And of course, the gift giving is stressful too for many people. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. But I like your idea of, um, you know, th- sort of thinking through all of the things you want to do and then picking. Um, a doable amount and doing those as as opposed to trying to do everything you feel like you should be doing. Right. That That's certainly what makes sense to me. I know that ch- expectations from children complicate things. It's hard for kids to maybe to not do what they're accustomed to doing. But right. hopefully those are things you enjoy doing um, uh, and therefore might not get cut from the list. Yeah. Although I think it's also good to remember with kids that um, um, so much of what we spend time doing is forgotten almost immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, um, you know, think about the things that that really matter even with the kids. you know, the, the traditions, if you want to have traditions that go on through the year, you don't have to have three or five things that you do every year, you know, have a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And that, and like so many things, the, the, the fewer you have, the more special they are. I mean, certainly that's true of, of objects. And it, I guess right. it, it would be true of traditions as well, potentially. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, but, the, the you know, one of the things that gets people into trouble is, like you said, are the shoulds. And I think those are, you know, it used to be you'd, like, get magazines and you and the magazines would all be coming out, you know, like the Christmas issues would all be coming out, like, in the middle of November or whatever. And then it'd be like, oh, I need to have, I need to decorate this and I need to make this thing and I need to have a cookie party and I need to do blah, 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 you know, and like do all of this stuff. And, and you end up putting a lot of pressure on yourself. Right. Cookie party. Wow. I didn't even know. I, I, I don't, not sure I knew there was a th- such thing as a cookie party. Well, there, there is, and it's actually can be something that is, um, both a fun event and a time saver. Um, everybody makes a certain number of cookies Mm -hmm. and then you get together and you exchange them so then you have a variety of cookies but you only had to make one kind got it and people like to have a variety of cookies because they serve cookies at christmas time yes okay got it actually (laughs) now now that you explained it to me i went to one of those ones my my knitting group had one once oh uh uh-huh so I ended up with a variety of cookies, but my cookie that I make is my favorite cookie. So it didn't really benefit me. 
because <laughs> you just wanted your favorite that cookie. Is my cookie yeah. But if you had, if you were um, in the habit of entertaining a lot over the holidays, mm-hmm. then it would be nice to have a variety of cookies. Yeah. If more people than you were eating cookies, right? I totally see the benefit, and that's nice, right? And as long as it's fun and it's uh, not a big drag, that's excellent. Right. But so, but if you're a person who likes to have a you know a lot of sweets around for um for when you are entertaining then that would actually be a really fun way to spend some time over the holidays with friends and you know have something to entertain for the rest of the time Mm -hmm. i mean you know for the rest of the season right that's great yeah and you don't have to you know make a whole bunch of different kinds of cookies yourself right but and but and I think I took us on a tangent because you were mentioning the magazines. Oh, I was just talking about like you know so so. Now people are bombarded with so much. Um, uh, what what were you talking about before we started recording? Oh, you know blogs and Pinterest and mm-hmm. and like it's so much easier to sort of create this dream holiday experience online and then feel the pressure to try to um, bring that to life mm-hmm. um, when right. it's really it probably not at all possible. <laughs> <laughs> right. No such thing as a perfect Christmas, perhaps. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. So most people put a lot of pressure on themselves. Or many yeah. people do anyway, yeah. Especially perfectionists. Yeah. Right. Right. I think um, that perfectionists, this is one of the most difficult times of the year for perfectionists. Yeah. Because you want to get, I mean, there's so many layers of things that you want to get right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many and, moving parts. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Um if you don't actively manage it. Mm-hmm. So what, um, how do you let the, do you let the holidays be easy? Um, I do my best to let them be easy. Um, I've gotten much better over the years. Um, one of the things that I do, I do this with Thanksgiving um, every year. And, you know, we, we may, um, be having lots of family that we have Thanksgiving with, or we may have a year um, where this year, like this year, where it's just my husband and I. But, you know, before I go into it, sort of knowing what the situation is going to be in terms of family, um, I think about, you know, what what kind of Thanksgiving do I want to have this year? How do I want to feel? What do I what do I want the experience to be like? And um sort of purposefully going through that process has really um, helped me have Thanksgivings that I love that have been really very, very different from each other. Um, So a few years ago, it was one of those years where there wasn't um, uh, going to be family really getting together. And um, my husband, who was then my boyfriend, we went on a 
um, long, quiet hike, and we ended up having Thanksgiving dinner at the only place we could find open, which was a truck stop Popeye's restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's memorable. Yeah. So, um, and then we actually, like, recreated that another year. It was, like, sort of a fun tradition where um, we took the... Um, we were taking the kids um, up to Timberline, the um, the mountain lodge on Mount Hood, and on Christmas Day, and so we stopped at Popeyes for our holiday lunch there because <laughs> it was the only place that was open. Um, but so you know we've done that, and then we've had. Um, either hosted or attended big family dinners where, you know, we might have anywhere from 10 to 20 people. And then this, um, just this last Thanksgiving, a couple days ago, we, it was just going to be Mike and I. And so we thought about um, what we wanted to do. And we wanted to take the opportunity to give back a little bit. And so that's how we ended up um, cooking for 35. Um, we made a big Thanksgiving dinner and portioned it out into, um, takeout boxes and, uh, handed them out to homeless people in the area. Oh my goodness. That's so wonderful. Did you hand them out to people on the street? Yeah, there, Portland has, thousands of people living on the streets right now Mm -hmm. and so there are tents Mm -hmm. you know they literally have tents or tarps or you know whatever they can find to get out of the elements and thanksgiving day was a pretty nasty day Mm -hmm. here in portland and um so we just drove to the areas where we knew people were camping and and then you know, asked if anyone needed a hot meal or wanted a hot meal and then handed them out meals with, um, you know, napkins and salt and pepper and utensils. And and then we also included um, a bottle of water and a pair of socks with each meal. Wow, that's lovely. I bet that was so appreciated. It was. And it was really, it was a a nice way to, um, you know, help people out. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it was interesting. We we had a lot of opportunity to talk about this, and and you know I don't think it's the kind of thing that m- makes any difference in the in sort of the with the bigger problem. Like it's not going to change the big problem we have, but I think it is a nice way to um, to have some compassion and um, you know help not even help, but to um, offer something to people who could really use it right? in the moment. Right, and I'm sure it made you feel good and made you feel grateful, as Thanksgiving does anyway, for all yeah. your, uh, everything that you have. Yeah, just, but it also, yeah, it also made me think like, you know what, we actually need to be doing more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but so, but it did. It really gave us the opportunity to be thankful and, um, you know, help share in um, our good fortune. Help, help share our good fortune and um, um, do something for other people. Mm-hmm. So, well, the thing that struck me when you were talking 
was that your Thanksgiving is variable depending upon the availability of family members and so forth. And I mm-hmm. love that you don't take those years where family is doing other things and feel bad about it, right? You instead right. do something special. We did something very special this year, and eating at a Popeye's is extremely special. (laughs) (laughs) Have you had their biscuits? Uh, No. They're unbelievable. Oh, really? Yeah, they're really good. (laughs) Good to know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, and, well, and, and frankly, this started because I had, some Thanksgivings that I were set up that I was sort of bummed out about where they didn't, you know, go the way I what the way I thought they should go. Mm-hmm. And so I realized like, wait a minute, I have a choice here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, so you know, what do I want to choose? And it it is very it's interesting like how many people are sort of surprised about that and then a lot of people were like you could have come to our thanksgiving you could have come to our thanksgiving it's like well appreciate that and this is what we wanted to do so it's you know it's not um uh it's it's a little hard to do something against the grain Mm -hmm. um against sort of societal tradition yeah, an expectation, mm-hmm. but it feels really good to do it. And, you know, even when we just went on a hike and ate at Popeye's and, um, you know, people were like, why didn't you come in? Well, we, this is what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, being willing to sort of go against that societal um, pressure or expectation, it, it can make a big difference for you can really help mm-hmm. you feel good about you know what you do on the holidays so you be you on the holidays yeah, absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. well I yeah. know that like things like gift giving and cards and decorating and so forth can be especially gift giving I think well cards too can be really stressful if you get all perfectionistic about buying the exact right gift or writing the perfect newsletter to go in your holiday cards and I think that especially maybe with cards that embracing good enough um, well is great and in fact you can embrace good enough to the point where you don't even have to send out cards if you don't want to (laughs) Um, because certainly I I enjoy doing it I enjoy receiving them but there's no to me that would be that's like one of the things I would drop if I were had a long list of things to do Um, right it's all about what's important to you right Uh, yeah yeah but I know I see with my clients well and I experience it myself that things that were given to me as a gift even if the gift was not a perfect gift um, are really hard to let go of. We, I yes. am surprised. I would be surprised if we hadn't already talked about this in the podcast. I don't remember if we did, but I talk about it all the time. Um, so uh, the nice thing is that clutter-free gifts, like gifts of an experience, are usually easier to acquire or give than, than other gifts that you have to go to a store to buy and pick out. 
Right. Well, and don't we have someone who has an idea for us on clutter-free gifts? Yes. My niece, Miranda, who is visiting from Australia, uh, has an idea. Oh, hi, Miranda. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very well, thank you. Cold. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is cold there, isn't it? Yeah, it's really cold. Today was a cold one. I hear you have an idea for us on clutter-free gift giving. I do, uh, which is something that my family's done for a number of years now that I think works just great. Um, There's a number of organizations. The organization I often go through is Care International uh, that offer, you can give a charitable gift for Christmas, which doesn't involve any physical gift, um, but it would be, for example, you can give someone in India a goat Um, and goats provide milk for the family, uh, which can provide some income over time. And then the charity will send you a little card explaining what the gift is and why it will make a difference to that family's life. And you can pass that on to your loved one and say that you gave a family a goat on their behalf. Um, And there's lots of different options. So for example, my dad's a teacher and I know he cares about education. So one year I gave a bunch of school books um, on his behalf. And it was personalized to him in a way, um, but of course didn't mean that he was cluttering up his office with books. Right, <laughs> right. Oh, that's such a great idea. You're genius. I love that idea. Yeah, I and think it's, it's really nice. It is. It's, it's nice. And so you're not giving something to somebody that they then sort of have to manage or feel bad about getting rid of if it's not something that they love. And you're really helping someone else out. Yeah, exactly. And don't they say the best gift is giving? So you're also helping that other person feel better about, um, well, they get the feeling of having given to someone as well. Yeah, I've done something similar to that in the past. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Kiva, which is a micro lending organization. Oh yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, so you can get um, uh, basically gift certificates for Kiva. Like um, one year um, I gave all my nieces and nephews like a $25 gift certificate to Kiva which they could then choose who they wanted to loan the money to. And then after the money's paid back, they could withdraw it or they could um, loan it to someone else. So it was a nice way that um, they could keep giving if they wanted to, or, you know, they were young. If they wanted to pull it out and buy something, they could do that too. But they had to delay that gratification a little bit and in the meantime got to help somebody else. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I love that idea. And it teaches them a lesson about giving and about microloans. And it's a, yeah, a big win-win. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. I think another um, year also, I just went on to, there's a website called GiveWell that looks at different charities. Um, Mm -hmm. that they rate to be some of the most, I guess, effective and chose different charities for different family members that I donated on their behalf um, that I thought they would be interested in those charities. And then in some cases, actually, family members continued to donate because they found those charities to be um, really interesting in what they were doing. One 
was being a microfinance company. So that's what, mm-hmm. or organization, that's what reminded me. Well, that's such a great idea because you're not only giving a gift in their name, but you're introducing them to a charity that they might otherwise not um, find out about or know about so that they can continue to give. That's brilliant. Love that idea. That's great. Thanks, Miranda. Thanks for popping in for some wisdom from another generation and um for another continent <laughs> right another continent also true no thanks for having me <laughs> okay well those are some great ideas yeah she's a smart one that miranda she is yeah she is and a charitable s- young person i know that's great well and you know, there there are so many good points to what she said. I mean, and, and we, what we also didn't talk about is actually how easy that is. Like you could do all your quote unquote holiday shopping sitting at your computer in, you know, an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you can not worry about presenting the gift in a fancy way. Right. I mean, right. I, I can. Yeah. You can definitely let that be easy. Um and another way I sometimes do gift giving is um, to make a date rather than giving exchanging a gift. I'll mm-hmm. go out, make a date to go out to lunch, you know, in January or something. If you lived in St. Louis or I lived in Portland, it's totally what I would want to do with you, Shannon. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we'd be doing that anyway. All the time, right? It wouldn't really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or, you know, I gave a gift recently of a very close friend. I um, volunteered, I organized his uh, yard sale. Oh, right. Birthday gift. That is a very generous gift. Well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We had a good time. Uh, But, yeah, so if you have a service that you, or, or a talent that you can share with a friend as a gift, that's another great way to give a gift. And you can deliver the actual service after the holidays are over. Right. That's a great idea. So you're, you sort of give a little a gift certificate for your service later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I get, as an aside, I, um, around Christmas time, get inquiries from people, typically daughters or husbands, um, wanting to buy my services give a gift certificate for their loved one for Christmas. And I always say, mm, are you sure they want this? Because they, you know, <laughs> it's a little like giving a gift to of a membership to Weight Watchers. And right. <laughs> uh, they say, yeah, yeah, she wants it. And so what I've come learned to do now is I give, I say, okay, great. And I send them a gift certificate without collecting any money. And then uh-huh. uh, when, and tell them, you know, when, your person calls me to schedule the appointment, then I will contact you to collect the money. Um, be- and, and because I don't want to be in a position to have to refund money. Uh, right. And uh, you know what? I, I, I would say less than half of those gift certificates are redeemed. Really? Uh-huh. You've you really got to want to work with an organizer <laughs> in order yeah. to make it worthwhile. Yeah. yeah. But that is a gift that people can give, is a service of somebody else, not necessarily your own, something that you're sharing of your own talents. But you could give an, a um, gift certificate to uh, uh, some sort of service provider, like, you know, a manicure or a, an organizing session or a life coaching session. Right. 
I think that's a that's a great idea. Um, and like you said, depending on the service, you want to make sure that it is um, uh, going to be received in the spirit that it's being given. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> that could make for an ugly gift exchange. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so true. Um, well, those are all good ideas to help um, make gift giving be easy mm-hmm. wait does that is, did that make sense yes i think so i think all those words together made sense yeah i think so <laughs> made sense to me <laughs> um but i, I sort of want to go back to um you know when we talked about the how to sort of choose your top priorities and stuff oh. mm-hmm. um and one of the things that is useful to do and and i know in the past we've talked about um you know how to how to figure out what's important to you, you know, why something matters and what about it matters to you, Um, that that's really useful to do for any particular holiday, um, to choose a word or a a phrase that captures the essence of what you want for the season and to keep coming back to it and, and use it as a guidepost to help you make choices and prioritize things as um, time goes on. So, you know, for instance, if your word is connection, then, you know, you can sort of brainstorm all the possible things you could do and then pick, you know, the a few things that help you have more connection and let go of the things that don't bring you more connection. That's a wonderful idea. And your word might change from year to year. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, yeah. it's sort of like the thing that I, that I do with Thanksgiving is you know I think about like you know when all is said and done, how will I feel like I had a good Thanksgiving? So you know when all is said and done, how will you how would you like to feel after Christmas? Mm-hmm. You know what's the feeling that you want to experience for Christmas? Mm-hmm. And that can help guide what is important, what is good enough for you for the season, or at least give you, prioritize. I think that's a great idea. And it's so yeah. easy to, to remember a certain word or, or, you know, your magic word for the, the season and right. come back to it, carry it around. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it, it's always good to have like a little, um, not cheat sheet, because it's just a word, but, you know, that that little guidepost, that, that um, shortcut to remembering what it is that you really want. Mm-hmm. A little bit like that word of the year that we talked about a while back. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, you know, for a more for a more focused event or period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to allow yourself to let the other stuff go. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe, you know, you you brainstorm that list and you sort of put it in the order of prioritize it based on what gives you the most of your word that you want and, you know, accomplish those things one at a time and move through the list in a, in a way that helps you, um, that helps you feel calm. And so you can enjoy the season and not feel stressed out and, and and just work through it and you get as far as you get. Mm-hmm. And give yourself permission to not get it all done. 
yeah. but know that you've done the things that are important to this year's theme. Right. Well, and I think that... Theme, know, that's what I, that that's is the word I've been trying to think of. <laughs> <laughs> and there it just rolled off your tip of your tongue, yeah. just like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, and I think a, a key to... Um, to help letting it be easy and letting you ease through your list after you've made it is giving yourself enough time, right? And I know this is airing on December 6th, so ideally, right. if we were trying to give ourselves a lot of time, it might have we might have done this sooner, but it's only right after Thanksgiving here <laughs> now. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I know that, for example, I, um, with my cards, I've been... I have to do, oh, I do business and personal. I'm working on the business ones now. And I have about 150 to do. And mm -hmm. I've just been doing 15 a day. And I, I write on the back of them, right? That's all I have to do. But um, yeah. 15 a day. So that's no big deal. And, right. and and I don't wait until right before Christmas and then have 150 cards to do. Um, yeah. So that feels nice. Well, and, and you're coming fresh off of your postcard writing, so. Right. Yeah. You're, like, in the habit. That's right. It's true. It feels perfectly natural to sit down with a nice pen and some cards and write. Yep. That's and I just excellent. ordered our personal ones yesterday, so that's only about 65. So I'll do that after I get back from my trip to see my dad. Um, but, yeah. So anything, any any to the extent that you're able to start thinking about the holidays earlier um, that I think will help make them be easier. It does extend them, but. Yeah, well, and and that's one of the things, one of the problems I've run into. I have have a tendency to not really care about Christmas until right before Christmas. And I'm like, oh my God, I love Christmas. And then I try to do everything <laughs> in a few days. <laughs> I feel super stressed. Mm -hmm. So this year I'm, I'm trying to get in the spirit of things a little earlier. I actually listened to Christmas music today. Wow. We have a radio station that starting the day after Thanksgiving, they play Christmas music. Luckily, it's it's also the 80s station, so they play like sort of hip Christmas music. Hmm. Um, uh, so I listen to that and, and I made myself keep it on. I kind of wanted to turn it off. <laughs> But then I like, but, you know, after the first song, then I sort of got into it a little bit. And I started, I felt myself like getting sort of excited about Christmas and, and starting to, you know, think about um, the things that I wanted to do. And it really sort of started priming me to um, uh, really think about how I wanted Christmas to be this year. Give yourself some time, right? Have you come up yeah. with your theme? Yeah, okay. I have no. Oh no, oh, I have no. not come up with my theme yet. But you, but um, you know, I, I I'm listening to Christmas music now <laughs> is um, is helping me like get in the spirit so that I can come up with my theme. Because normally it's like, oh, I have plenty of time. I have plenty of time. You know, uh, Christmas. Why does everyone start so early? And then it's like, oh my God, it's almost here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good for so you. I'm, I'm <laughs> so I'm just trying to, you know, sort of this, um, the, it's like your 15 cards a day, just, you know, a little bit every day, easing into it. And, um, and 
I, I think I'll pick a theme in the next week or so. Great. Well, I hope I hope it's very easy, the whole thing. And, and I suspect just having had this conversation will make it easier for you because you'll be thinking about keeping it easy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. One thing getting, all I do is cards, right? So I have to go back to cards. But oh, yeah. one thing that I started doing a few years ago that has made card giving so much easier for me is I started using minted.com. I think there are many services like this, but I use minted, which you can choose a beautiful uh, card design. It's designed by independent artists and um, designers, and you can use a photo or not. And if you upload a spreadsheet of your contact list, they'll address the envelopes for you in a beautiful way. So that part's so yes. nice. And then, like this year, I, this morning, I just updated my address list um, for the personal cards. Didn't take very long, and uh, it, it and it was done. So you know, when I come back from my trip, they'll I'll, my my envelopes will be addressed. All I have to do is write on the cards and um, put a stamp on them, and it's done. And with the personal cards, we use a photo. I uploaded my photo, and then I got to see my photo in all their designs. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they and so I'm sure Minted isn't the only game out there for that, but it's the one I chose a number of years ago. And I mean, I used to do really laborious craziness with holiday cards um, involving <laughs> glue dots and paper cutters and stuff. <laughs> and uh, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> no, but and I can um, I can corroborate that Minted.com is fantastic. I haven't used them for holiday cards, but um, we use them for our wedding invitations. Oh, that's right. They were beautiful. And they, uh, you know, to have them addressed and everything was so awesome. Mm -hmm. It made everything so much easier. And they looked beautiful. And you can can pick different fonts and that, you know, look like script or whatever and... It was nice. And they they do make it very easy. Yeah. With the holiday cards, they have a design uh, font and stuff that, a design that matches the card itself if you want, or you can go off and pick your own. Uh I always take the one they, because I don't want to have to choose. But yeah, so they're terrific. We'll put a link um, uh, to to them on the show notes. But any service like that that just takes a few steps out of the process, I think is great. Absolutely. All right. Anything else you want to say about how to let the holidays be easy? I'll go back to UBU and just um, try not to let external pressures make you miserable in the holiday season and think about why you're celebrating and and, uh, enjoy it. Yeah, and I'll just echo that with, you know, put away the blogs and the magazines and Pinterest and the dreams of a perfect holiday because there's no such thing and to to have the celebration that's right for you and have a good enough holiday season we're not saying merry christmas we're saying good enough christmas yeah (laughs) (laughs) have a good enough new year (laughs) that's what my holiday card should have said yeah (laughs) yeah have a good enough new year (laughs) i kind of like that yeah all right well we would love to hear your ideas on how you made the holidays easy 
or how you let the holidays be easy. And you can leave us a voicemail at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. You can um, head over to our website, gettingtogoodenough.com, and comment on our show notes or uh, access any of our social media uh, profiles there. And we would love to hear from you. Yes, indeed. Uh, But for now, thank you for listening. This is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope good enough is getting easier for you. Mm